0: Hello, everyone. I'm contest Wrestling. at Wrestling.com here, here tonight on Monday Night to talk about Monday Night Raw with John Clark. John, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
0: Doing pretty well. Can't complain, but... Uh, as we talked talking about before we went on the air. Lots of stuff to talk about tonight. Before we do, just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our streaming platforms, so I called Spotify, YouTube, our Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, John, tonight, the road to Royal Rumble rolls on here. Still a couple weeks away, but definitely made some substantial progress here tonight. Starting off, of course, off the bat with Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Now, uh, Brock Lesnar came out, and then we panned backstage. Bobby Lashley... It's of the hurt business, and he says, uh, "It's Cedric Alexandrian, and Sheldon." And he says, "Like what? What hurt business? We're, we're not together anymore. I told you guys, to leave me alone. Like we're done. Like we're we're, we're Splitsville. If we're done. So leave me alone. You know, we're, we're, there's there's no hurt business." So they reunite their business a week months ago, and they did absolutely nothing with it. We'll talk about that. But then, of course, Lash, Ashley comes out, confronts Brock Lesnar, because as we know. They will be facing off finally in a dream match at the Royal Rumble premium live event. Back and forth on the mic, Lesnar says he doesn't know who, or they didn't know who uh, Lashley was. Lashley says that Lesnar has been ducking him for 20 years now. Definitely some verbal barbs here. Lesnar cracks a knock knock joke, saying, "Who's there, Bobby? Bobby who?" Um, I thought that was pretty fun. Overall, I thought this segment definitely. Uh, it made Brock look pretty good. I don't think it did Lashley a lot of favors. And then to top it all off, the once again uh, broken up her, her business, attack him from behind, much like we saw when they when they split up in the first place. Um, Lashley, yeah, as we saw in the first time, left them lying. So a little bit of sense of deja vu here. But lots of it back here, John. What do you think about this opening of the show overall here? With well, Nesha saying that she liked the knock knock joke. That's what a lot of people were talking about coming out of this one, among other things, at least.
1: Yeah, so I thought that the exchange was simple, but it worked uh, basically to get the point across that they wanted to get across. I think Lesnar is going to be the babyface here very clearly, and Lashley will be the heel. Now, with that being said, they still have two weeks that they have to fill here. With those two weeks being filled, um, they they have more opportunity to to progress the storyline to... Basically, I'm not not really sure what else you could do other than just go back and forth with words. Uh, So I would like to see a promo exchange between MVP and Paul Heyman. I think that would be pretty cool. But uh, I think it would be special to have them wait until the pay-per-view to get physical with each other. And I think that's what they're going to do.
0: Oh, yeah. I I hope so. That is obviously a big money match. And then some... um... Honestly, I would not be surprised if maybe next week it's just a video package or something, or even if, if they want to just do uh, MVP and Bobby and Paul together. You know, Lesnar's Le- 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 not going to be there every single week. Uh, but even if it's just more promos with four of them, I think that'll work as well. Richard Weaver saying Brock's Michaels are getting better. He's definitely, like, he's clearly enjoying himself. He's really settled into this role, and I think it's the favorite version of Brock that I've seen, where you can really tell he's, you know, bringing his A-game. We're seeing different sides of him, as I saw the same thing on SmackDown. And now here, you know, he's, he's just comfortable. He's having a good time. Um, I just always say that Brock's going to do whatever he does. You know, Brock, Brock's going to Brock. And I've always seen that for quite a while now. Uh, but I just think it's yes, finally we saw the at least the initial face-off here. Well, obviously, i actually got the title match last week at the very end of the show. Didn't even see a, a stare down, but this was their first real face-to-face interaction. So definitely a very... Exciting moment there. Uh, I, I like this overall. Again, definitely feel like Lashley came out looking better, so hopefully maybe next week Lashley will kind of get the one-up on him. Because um, in a way, it did make light of what Lashley has done. He had a really impressive reign as a champion. He really has climbed a lot. Lesnar said something along the lines of like, oh, I would have known who you were if you climbed the ladder faster. You know, whereas is, is it, it did take Lashley quite some time to reach uh, the to the level that he got last year, I you think know, that's fair. But at the same time, I think it's it dangerous, kind of to, to throw out that line of like making light of that, and at the same time, you know, making him come across as less than to a to a substantial degree compared to Lesnar. Um, in a way, I like this comparison from Weaver saying that Lashley kind of looked like the way the Roman looked like years ago when he and uh, John Cena had their classic uh, promo exchange, or Cena, I don't say humiliated Roman, but definitely uh, outclassed him in some ways on the mic there. Not to say that like the Lashley even looked at that, but it's more so just what the deliver like what they're given to say. Lashley did not maybe get to really say that much here, whereas it was very much a, a Brock Lesnar heavy promo. Uh, looking forward here. I just say maybe the we'll see Lashley Spear Lesnar on the go-home show. Steven's picking Brock-, uh, Brock Lesnar to win here. And of course, the next question is uh who who are we picking at this point? I would say it's a little early to tell, but I I, I can't imagine they would have a Lesnar win on day one and lose uh, less than a month later I'll, I'll make a whole lot of sense we still so we talked robert and i talked about on Smackdown side of things i think we talked about it a little bit last week you, you could kind of see maybe lashley or lashley winning because roman interferes or vice versa on the on the universal title match you know could see some shenanigans but i've got to think that uh that lesnar is going to be able to title here and it still feels like lesnar versus reigns is an absolute direction i'm not i would imagine you probably agree at least in the short term that Lesnar's not going to lose here
1: uh, I don't know what part you are saying and what, what I agree with. If, if we're talking about Lesnar winning, yes, I, I agree. However, um, I still stand by that it does not make sense to move forward with Lesnar and Reigns being the WrestleMania match unless uh, what has been said is true about Reigns possibly losing the title at the Royal Rumble or even Lesnar losing. There's no way that both of these men are going to be champion versus champion and the Royal Rumble will get nothing. I just can't all see that happening. And um, But that's, I mean, we'll talk about because before the end of the show, uh, I do want to give an updated prediction on who I think will win the men's and, and women's Rumble. But as far as this goes, uh, I think you can expect it to be a very good back-and-forth match, competitive, uh, maybe some shenanigans there with MVP and Heyman. I, I'm, I'm going to assume they both get kicked, both get kicked out somehow and then Lesnar probably maybe wins. Maybe when MVP gets kicked out, Lashley's distracted, and then Lesnar hits something. I think they'll both be well-protected. Uh, but yeah, I think Lesnar will probably retain. And I do think that regardless uh, of the match outcome, I think the loser of this match will probably enter themselves into the rumble. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying that they'll probably be seen later in the night. I'm not saying I want that to happen either. I just think that that would be the direction they would go at this point.
0: I have to think so. And it is a hurry already, already kind of predicting that here. Saying Glaser is going to enter the Rumble and win it. Could easily see that kind of as a uh, consolation prize kind of secondary uh, path forward for him if he does lose. Kind of similarly, Nash saying she thinks Bobby's gonna win, and then we'll get Brock versus Roman kind of coming out of that as well. It's definitely possible. Maybe you know, more shenanigans, DJ saying we'll see the, the former hurt business uh, cost lastly here. Maybe. I mean, it could happen, right? They're going to, as you said, John, they're going to find ways to protect both guys. I could see that regardless, no matter how how they go about it. As Nando says, still excited. It's going to be a very good match. looking forward to it. And again, I mentioned a minute ago, you mentioned uh, Brock probably being the face here. Richard Weaver is saying, you know, have you noticed that there's no such thing as a true face? I mean, yeah, that's kind of where we're at here. There's no such thing as a a true, clear-cut good guy or bad guy. With some exceptions, especially here, Uh, they are telling the, the gray area of, like, Brock. Yeah, he's kind of being a face He's like making fun of the quote unquote heel Bobby Lashley. But at the same time, I think there's probably some fans who, are, who see that, like I was I said a minute ago, it's like you see I see that. I'm like, oh, he's kind of you know making light of Lashley and, and you know looking down on him for what he did last year and not taking that not giving that enough credit. So no, I, I think this is one of those not just where it's kind of up to the fans to decide who they want to root for rather than either one being a clear cut uh baby face or heel. And I think that's entertaining. I I like that so and that being said, um, this is just one of the many things to break down here tonight. Lots of moving parts. we we'll talk more about the Rumble later on here. But I already got some early comments about one of the most shocking things we saw tonight. The Raw Tag Team Title Match. RK-Bro and um, Alpha Academy right off the bat here. Um, definitely the surprise that. Uh, what was it? Yes. DJ saying it was certainly not the city of brotherly love tonight. A lot of breakups tonight. Nikki, the ASH, and Ray Ripley, her business, and now possibly RK-Bro. Yes, coming out of this tonight, RK-Bro shockingly lost the Raw Tag team titles. Otis, clean as a whistle. Pinned Randy Orton. No ifs, no buts, no nothing, just... Clean as a whistle. There's nothing but a clear win on this, what, like 14-time world champion? So coming out of this, Stephen Chambers saying, let the RK Bro split begin. New tag champs, American Alpha. I mean, I tweeted about it right before the match started, and I said, I have this weird hunch that RK Bros. is going to lose here. And, like, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, it's probably not going to happen, but just this little hunch that maybe it will. And then it happened, John, and I was like, Wow. I again I kind of thought it would happen, but didn't think it happened tonight. I mean, John, it is <laughs> now it is right now January 10th. We've been talking about this for they've been talking about this for months now. I do, and I tweeted about it after the match. I do not trust WWE to, to build this out to WrestleMania successfully, at least, to be the kind of feud that it, that I have thought that it is and that and have the ball that, that it deserves to have. Uh, but regardless, new type of champions, definitely a uh, a big blow mm-hmm. to RK Bros. Um you uh, i guess status as a unit as a team this is definitely should should probably be a big kind of a obstacle for them to overcome or or the catalyst of their split i just think it's well deserved win for off academy is saying you shocked john what do you think you off academy new type of champions beating arcy here
1: so that's where i was getting that with what eddie said that it was well deserved for both if we break each of them down Chad Gable has been one of the most consistent workers in the business since he's gotten there. He's been a company man that has showcased his talents in the ring when given the opportunity to to do so. I think he deserves the moment. And now if we switch our attention to Otis, um, Otis had gotten this little bit of a singles push last year. They changed their mind, went to court, took away the briefcase, all that good jazz there. Uh, Winning and then immediately losing uh, the briefcase was terrible. And a comeback with Gable after what happened with Tucker I thought was pretty good for him. Now, as far as what's next for the, the other tag team here, um, I, I'm maybe I'm at the opposite of you where I, I do somewhat have the faith that they can do this successfully for the next three months. I think the really defining moment here is probably going to happen in the Rumble match when uh, somebody eliminates somebody or turns on somebody to kind of kickstart this all off.
0: Yeah. And I mean, now you mentioned that, I think short term, you know, we could see them try to kind of patch things up in the next couple of weeks. You know, they get a rematch, doesn't go their way, uh, hard fought match, whatever. They don't quite pull it off. Then of the rumble, as I, have we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. I fully expect a next elimination, or maybe that's when Randy says, you know, it's screw it eliminates him. And it's not exactly a full blown heel turn in that moment, but then maybe the next night, then New York goes real or something. I mean, there are ways they can pull it off. I just, again, this company has turned me into somewhat of a skeptic. And like, I don't know if I see uh, uh, them really kind of drawing this out successfully making it a good story all the way through WrestleMania. And that's hard to do at all. Uh, The odds of any story. We saw that with Sasha Banks back in last year, like they kind of just overcomplicate things and and try and force ways to draw it out. And that often kind of hinders the story Uh, kind of similar here. Things, so you'll draw things out thinking of that that time period. Steven's wondering if there's a pay-per-view between the Rumble and Osmania. Uh, there's one day, I think, John, you... Saudi
1: Arabia, right. February 19th, or I think it's something like that. Yeah, it something is like the 19th. Because yeah. the, there's a SmackDown on the 18th, which they haven't announced the location for yet. So, uh, yeah, Saturday the 19th is the date. So that, I mean, I don't... Uh, if Steven is hinting that we could see a match between them there, I, I don't find that likely. Maybe they could do... I, I don't even know. They could do maybe a tag match where they each pick their own partner, and that might work. But yeah. uh, I would just kind of uh, – I, I don't know. It's in a rough spot because they typically like to stack these Saudi shows, but with it being literally just like a month before WrestleMania, like how do you do that? Like do you use Goldberg's last match there instead of WrestleMania? Like I don't know. What do you do?
0: That's tough. Um, mm, that's a tough one. If I had to like pick on a spot, I think they might do Goldberg for the Saudi Arabia show uh, rather than kind of forcing him on. To Cause to they him go
1: nuts so over him over there. They do. <laughs>
0: he, he literally talked about it. He said, oh, oh, like they still love me over there in a recent interview pretty much. Um Not that it's safe. He'd get a bad reception in Dallas anyway, but I just think there might be something to that. Pull him on that show and maybe to have the have this Saudi Arabia show be as we've seen before, more of this like out of context kind of thing, where it's just a bunch of like, you know, not dream matches but like you know big matches with like just top stars face to each other not really exactly in storyline some of them maybe but maybe just kind of doing some off the wall things to just make a you know uh, an interesting show where they kind of a they can do
1: story. the uh greatest royal rumble right after the royal rumble they do the greatest royal rumble
0: <laughs> at this point would not surprise me in the least here but something that could be surprising stephen chambers say or sorry that one and Zari saying i uh, really could eliminate randy in front of randy's hometown they're all rumble and dj very similarly saying uh going stuff further really do that turn heel because randy is it is in st Louis's hometown so that's that the bad
1: like- part about all this because i really think they don't want it to be that way i think but after what we've seen tonight with nikki and ria who knows but still I really think they want Riddle to be the face. If that's the case, it's St. Louis is just so much harder because obviously Orton lives there and that's his town, that's his city. And they're gonna love him. Like I, I, I don't know, it's it's gonna be hard.
0: That's a tough one, right? Because again, to me, it kind of writes itself of having him eliminate Riddle or something going wrong. But it's hard to establish him as a heel there because it is hometown. Again, a lot of moving parts. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see and uh, let it play out as the saying goes. But I do want to point out DJ Garcia saying he called off Academy, called out, or sorry, predicted off Academy winning. All these what he deserves, he got the gold, is robbed in the briefcase, and Tucker was trash. Hold the phone, all right? I respectfully disagree because I want to say Tucker got the short and the stick here, all right? I will never forget just how, like, misused Tucker was. He was the third wheel, not even, I, I guess, the third wheel of the, of the Mandy notice thing. Never got a fair shake. <laughs> then Otis wants money in the bank, and and Tucker is so clearly, you know, his sidekick, you know, and now, unfortunately, I, won't, I don't even know what he's doing now. Obviously, he got released. So. I,
1: uh, I I typically don't agree with DJ on many things. However... <laughs> In this case, I do agree that um, I did not think Tucker was very uh, much of an asset to the company. I but love
0: type of machinery, man. Tucker. That well, that well,
1: well, that's the past. That's the past. And like I mentioned earlier about uh, Rhea and Nikki tonight, I have oh, to talk boy. about this a little bit because this is um, this is something. Like I this said, mentioned something. online. Like uh, th- this. this is, and I quote, a bold move, Cotton, to go this direction, <laughs> yeah, right. because Rhea is much, much better as a heel, and and Nikki, uh, you know, well, with this specific character, is better as a babyface. Now, uh, there are many directions this could go. It could be Nikki turning back into her former self. It could be the blue and yellow turning into like black and purple, or something like was her old colors as well. But uh, just to make a long story short, uh, Nikki was basically uh cutting ria off you could tell ria was probably going to say you know we need to go our separate ways but nikki was like you know oh no i'll talk for you this is what you wanted to, wanted to say uh and then of course it ends up where ria kind of gets tired of it and says as respectfully as possible basically like like i know i could pound you but hey <laughs> let's just be civil let's go our separate ways and maybe we'll meet again in the future and be friends and of course, at that moment, with the way Rhea was holding the microphone, I was expecting her to pound Nikki over the head with it. And then here comes Nikki uh, attacking Rhea and, and turning heel, and then leaving the ring. And, and I think she said something like, "Almost superheroes don't need friends," or something. Yeah, that's it. That's the oh God! Quote. Yeah. So what do you what do you make about all of this? Because I think I've made it pretty obvious what what I think, anyway.
0: This was weird, man. Like they come out and it's for an it's interview in the ring. And yeah, Nikki wants to challenge the titles. Raya clearly on the same page. The, the interviewer says, um, oh, there's some speculation about your guys' status as a team. And I'm like, does anyone like even care enough to like speculate about this? And um, again, that's more of a sign of just the way the division itself has been handled. But and then yeah, they're they're not on the same page, and Nikki wants to challenge for the titles, Raya does not. Raya says, "Oh, you know, because like Reyes says, yeah, that's not what we talked about." And they're kind of like clearly, you know, started to tease, tease that tension. And you know, I thought they might kind of draw it out a little bit, maybe wait till next week, week after that, who even knows? But no, they just went, you know, full, you know, pedal to the metal, draw, and they go boom right there. Uh, with Nikki, basically, they, they both basically said like, "Oh, uh, you're holding me down, or you think I'm I'm holding you down?" And Nikki's like, "Oh, what if what if I stuck by you?" Because uh, you know, kind of implying that Ray was the the weak Um, I really came across this like public breakup as if it was like, this would be happening behind closed doors and it's like full on argument, almost like literally like a a breakup of of a relationship in, in a traditional sense. Um... And then of course, you know, they do they do agree to, to depart way, uh, go separate ways. And they hug Nick is like, as long as we can still be friends, make like a breakup. And they hug, and like you said, John, they kind of thought for a second, you know, maybe Raya will attack her, because that makes a little more sense. Uh, with uh, Steven Stephen Stephen here saying, Yeah, Rhea has been better as a heel at points in the past, so that would make some sense there. But no, it goes the complete opposite way. Nikki attacks her. Uh, and yes, the the line that definitely will, stuck with me, as you said, John, almost superheroes don't need friends. All in all, um, yeah, just weird and un- unexpected, again, for now now that the women's tag division has one team, and they're the champions. Not a great look, um, but I will say, as weird as this was, as weird as, weird as the execution and general kind of style of the segment was, I... I put on my writer's hat. I was like, "Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there's like, there's a really cool possibility for an eventual outcome here. Because obviously, Nikki just said, okay, almost all superheroes don't need friends.' But imagine this: weeks or months down the road, she reunites with Alexa Bliss, and they're both like supervillains together, a- and they're like doing evil things together. And then they become a team. Then, then, and then, then, then you have an actually strong team again in the Women's Tiger Division because they were the champions. I think they won titles twice together." And I was like, that'd be pretty cool. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's that's actually a good idea. They're not going to do that. Um, I don't know. I, I still think, I will always think there's something there. They've got to, they've got to circle back with Alexa and Nikki somehow. Uh, but yes, this definitely does feel like we are, we are getting some progression with Nikki. You can't come out of this as the, the bubbly baby face, almost superhero. Um, this did come across as a pretty clear heel turn. And what you know in general, here not from the show, not just saying wild wow, is the best Nikki, like Wise is he saying the wild child Nikki Cross Nikki cross is back. Um, I saw a couple comparisons and shouting out Sanity here. He's saying bring back Eric Young. Um, I mean, who knows? You know, we'll, we'll touch on that when we talk about our Rumble, but um. Yeah, this feels like almost the superheroes becoming almost the supervillains, which we were pointing out. I think that's interesting. I tweeted right before the segment started, like, raise your hand if you thought the almost-a-superhero thing would last this long. Lo and behold, this very night feels like we are definitely uh, making a a stark departure from that. So, and again here, Eddie's saying seemingly that uh, Nikki will get rid of the superhero gimmick and go back to the way that she used to be. So, yeah, man, I am curious to see how it goes i don't exactly know where they're going to go with it other than a short-term feud with mickey and rhea that would, would make the most sense at this point build one of them presumably rhea back up for becky if i had to guess but then am not you know then i would kind of send mickey to the back of the line again like you know, that's, that's not great uh, again these are both former rome's champions so they both deserve at this point i think the chance to kind of get back in the title picture it's been long enough but I think the one of the suit could easily challenge Becky sooner and later, but yeah, virtually agreeing. He thinks the idea of, uh, or maybe he's joking here, basically Nikki and Blissy get back together as a team with Lily, I guess we reincarnated Lily as the advocate here. We'll talk about all of Alex in a moment, but, um, yeah, I think overall weird execution of, of the segment, not the best kind of closing line there for Nikki from, at least for me, it came across pretty weird. Um, but I think there's definitely potential for uh, some interesting storytelling possibilities here. Speaking of which again, uh some things i kind of liked about it but also a weird execution alexa West started her journey back to raw tonight she was in a, a a therapist's office i mean that's the only way to describe it it was not dr shelby and i i know many people were upset about that it was not dr shelby of team hell no fame it was just some other some other doctor if you will and basically you know this was all about her you know Trying to heal after the the destruction, the violent destruction of Lily back at Extreme Rules. This was the first time we've seen Alexa Bliss since then, since so Extreme Rules back in September. So obviously, I talked about I talked about it a lot last week. I was very excited to get to, to see her back uh, on Raw. This feels like the first step of a multi-week process here. Obviously, because she even told the doctor, "See you next week." Uh, the doctor played her the clip of Lily getting destroyed. Alexa freaked out. Clearly, she's not over it. Now, John, I thought you know they announced the last week like, her journey back to Raw. I thought that this would be a new Alexa bliss at least right off the bat. No, this is the Alexa bliss that we got. And maybe at the end of this little arc, she'll have grown somehow, but I'm not expecting anything really drastic here. Cause it's still the Alexa bliss that we last saw. Um, but again, I am very glad she'll be back on raw and I think this could be something, but for the, for the first uh, chapter of it, I was not exactly blown away. What, what do you think?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say I was blown away, but I'm okay with the character being the same as before. I think the character could be successful without the need for a doll or a toy or anything like that by the by her side. Uh we'll see where it goes. Uh there are many possibilities here. I've I've even uh seen people already saying online that it could result in somehow, some way Bray Wyatt coming back as well, which I mean, who knows? Maybe I I strongly doubt that though, but for just being the kind of the first stage it was fun.
0: yeah i guess i was just hoping for more of like you know they hyped up the her journey back to raw she's been gone for a couple months now and and i know people her her gimmick had already turned into a, a pretty kind of polarizing thing where some people liked it some didn't um so the fact that it does seem to be, at least right off the bat seemed to be pretty much the same thing um i didn't i didn't really have a problem with it granted we, we saw it in this little this video alone she had some she still has some powers like she kind of stopped the, the little like swinging balls in the darkest office with her mind um seems, seems a little silly but uh you know now she's saying she, she wants to see where it goes it's interesting i mean it's interesting i have to hope that this is going somewhere I'm not sure where exactly but um i'm hopeful again i, I, I i'm a big fan of vox bliss i think they're all we will be better having her on it but you know uh I guess I was, little, I was a little let down here, and Stephen kind of likewise saying he was it was cool to see Alexa back, uh, but he wishes we had the old Alexa. And maybe that's where we're going anyway. Maybe if, if maybe this is a long term thing, I don't know. But um, hopefully she'll come back at the Rumble. You know, we, they did announce on SmackDown. We might as well kind of pivot to this now. They announced on SmackDown uh, the majority of the the women's competitors in the uh, the Rumble match on that side of things. And I think that tonight they covered it was it was like 19 of a total of 30 and this caught me off guard on friday they just announced a whole bunch of people that would usually have been saved for big surprises namely impact uh, impact uh knockouts champion mickey james uh, making a return in the rumble here obviously she got uh, released last year and some pretty of controversial circumstances she's coming back at least for the rumble and that has led to john uh, i think or at least in the comments we've already mentioned here a couple of times but um I'll just talk about the Forbidden Door. Are we going to see the WWE do that? Some reports uh, ever since Friday have kind of suggested we might step that for the men's rumble. Um, so people have been really buzzing about it. For me, the bar is very low. I'm not expecting anything I think too, too crazy. we will love to be wrong, but... It's not
1: like you're going to see, like, Kenny Omega show. <laughs> I saw
0: some people tweet that. I'm like, no, no. All right, like, come on. It's not going to happen, all right? But... Um, you know and just pointed out a couple uh, a couple minutes ago that you never know if WWE anything could happen just said, said that in reference to Bray Wyatt I don't know I feel like we're gonna get something kind of surprising at least on the men's side of things but we're get no some but we are getting some, some surprises on the woman's side Mickey James the Bella Twins um and some of the usual kind of suspects Lita um Michelle McCool has, been, has come back a couple some
1: Summer some
0: array but was was a big surprise there um another one that could be surprised yet again a very popular pick here and that's just saying she thinks bailey is going to uh enter number 30 and win i think that's that's pretty pretty good pick um but yeah i i hope and imagine even with all these surprises already given away just even saying i hope hopefully we'll get more surprises here but johnny mentioned that you want to kind of give your pick at least for uh you said both for more matches so we talked about the woman's side of things here uh, at least sitting here today who are you picking for the the, uh, the women's rumble, and then we can talk about the main event because that's probably part of it. Because uh, we might see some potential contenders in that match that we saw tonight.
1: Yeah, I have two right now, and um, one is Bailey, and I think that's an obvious pick. My second pick is going to lead directly into my next uh, conversation here, and and I like Eddie's pr- uh, Ronda Rousey there, although I don't. Th- that's not my second one. Uh, Bianca Belair is actually my second one. And now this might seem crazy because Bianca Belair just won the Royal Rumble last year. However, with the way tonight ended, there's clearly unfinished business between Becky and Bianca. Dewdrop is clearly not going to win the title off of Becky, at least in my mind. And I think tonight was kind of that perfect segue slash teaser that Bianca Belair could win the Rumble yet again, solidify herself as like literally like a Royal Rumble goat already. Like she would win like half of the women's Rumbles already. Um, I am not really sure because as far as the main event itself, which we should talk about, um, Liv Liv Morgan kind of was like, the, 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 I don't want to say a loser, but kind of like the weak the, the well, she was, but the weak link in the match, right, she never right, really right. threatened for the win at all. She was just kind of there. She did the same spiel at the beginning where, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I know I've came so close, but I, I swear this time, this time <laughs> I'm actually going to win. And then she does it. And then she comes back and says, uh, okay, this time I'm actually going to win. And then she does not so Lynch attacking Belair, protected Bianca at all, at all costs, and while at the same time giving the opportunity for a fresh matchup, which is, of course, going to be Dewdrop. dew drop. Now, just because she looked bad doesn't mean she was actually bad in the match. Her performance was actually pretty good. Uh, she had done some of her... I don't know if she'd ever hit her finisher, but she did her signature move and, and some things like that. Now, she's... Her, her offense and, and in-ring set has been improving. With all that being said, and I'll let you give your picks and opinion here, uh, I think Becky will win at Royal Rumble relatively easy. I mean, maybe the the, 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 whole, the whole thing they're building up here is can Becky lift her up and hit the slam, which, of course, she will. Like and like then Logan I, Andre
0: in 2022. John. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then I think I, I, I don't see another story where Belair comes in like a number three and makes it the way to the end. It's going to be the classic. She comes in like 24, 25, and I think she wins. That's just where, that. Now, this is only if Bailey is in the match. If Bailey is in the match, I think she wins. If Bailey is not in the match, I think Bianca Belair wins. Go ahead and give your thoughts.
0: Well, right off the bat, Joshua seems to be a little upset about how they did with Liv Morgan tonight, saying look, Morgan does, deserves to be champion. Not right what they're doing to live with all the cheating they're doing with Becky getting involved here. I think that's fair. Obviously, she keeps kind of getting various circumstances. Uh, you know, in her way, if you will, uh, various obstacles, and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I obviously agree with DJ saying, Dujap has no chance in hell, in the words of Vince McMahon, a twin of the Rumble. And that's think, she was surprised by Dujap winning here. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's not going to happen. I tweeted about it before the match, like, I didn't love any of these options. I was like, I don't think that, I didn't think that Bianco was going to win. I think um, they might kind of save that as a, I guess, for lack were a, a, a contingency plan of like doing that at WrestleMania, if, if they want to build Bianca back up, and Johnny just mentioned, if Bianca does win the Rumble, that would make sense, finally giving her, um, potentially her getting her win over uh, Becky back there, I think that's a possibility. Um, I did not want to see if Morgan went tonight, I'm sorry, I was like, we've seen it, she, she, she lost a couple times, um, I'm like, I, I don't need to that again at the Rumble here, so I'm glad to give it to drop because at least that's a fresh matchup, uh, good match, uh, Morgan you know i'm sorry just like the past couple weeks like the promos weren't doing it and tonight she's out there she's like she's like scream, not even screaming shrieking you know she did a dive with the top rope like shrieked she locked in like the rings of saturn but just like shrieked you know like i don't know it's like it's not something's about it's not quite working for me i think she's improved a lot she has but it's like but especially because i wasn't really a big fan of her feud with becky i'm like i'm ready for her to kind of like take a back seat a little bit maybe she feuds with um I I don't even know at this point. Who just,
1: who are you who you talking about specifically right now? Martin, because we more saw than... Doudrop win. Yeah, Blair uh, will
0: probably feud be with Becky at some point. I I would probably agree. yes, about the rumble. I would probably agree that Bailey's my like top pick. You know, if she's ready to go, I I don't think anyone else would deserve to win more. I, and I always love those you know return for injury win the rumble. I, I'm I'm a sucker for that. If if it can't be Bailey, I do like the idea of Mac Um If the Rhea Ripley-Nikki thing happened a little sooner, I may have said Rhea, you know, built her up a little bit, and, you know, I don't know, maybe there's something to that as well, but but no, I do like the idea of of Bianca in the event that uh, Bailey can't go. CM Temer said we could see Lacey Evans, you know, she has some tweeting recently, kind of hinting that she's kind of on the way back, maybe not, like, Tomorrow, but like she's been tweet twi- twi- she's been working out. Obviously, she had her her child, and now she's kind of getting ready to come back. I don't know if it's going to be time for the Rumble. I honestly have no idea what what the timeline is. Now she's pointing out it's probably not going to be Ronda. She also had a baby as well. I think more recently than uh, than Lacey, if I'm not mistaken, there. But Oscar um, is
1: another one I like. Uh, I don't think she would win though.
0: I saw a tweet tweet earlier today. It was like I think it was 138 days since Asuka last appeared on WWE TV wow. or so- something like that. It's been a while. I know she's been uh ha- she's been, you know, she, I, she had some some procedure on her teeth, and I think she, I think she her arm at some point. So battling some setbacks here. Um so I, I hope she's at least in the match We kind of get her back there. Also say-
1: like, I was gonna say I also like the prediction of Paige potentially coming back. I don't think she would win, but I think it would be a good story. Kind of like when Edge came back. Yeah. It kind of kickstarted his return and stories and stuff. I think if anything, that would be kind of what would Paige would would get to.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't trying to knock Drew drop at all. I thought she looked great tonight in this match, probably her best showing yet. Um, Stephen saying she'll surprise you. and Watch what she's on next, UK. I mean, yeah, I think she hasn't gotten a chance to shine the way that she that she did as much on to UK. Whereas here, you know, she's going to be in this title feud. Even though I, I feel fairly safe in saying she's going to lose, like at least it's a chance against Becky to kind of be in the spotlight. So I think that's that's a good thing at least in itself. But. Um, also worth mentioning, I talked about this with Robert on Friday. There's this part of me that, like, is actually thinking there's a pretty good chance that Charlotte will win the Rumble. I agree. That they're going to do that just to get her a yet another accolade because um, that's what they like to do
1: And, that's and then she'll do one of those things where she picks, like, Aaliyah to face just because she knows it's going to be an easy win or something, and then Aaliyah ends up winning, and that's her shining moment, and then she's a star. Yeah. That could be so, a path they take.
0: I think my, like, top three picks – I'm having a hard time differentiating, but I think like that, Bianca Belair, Bailey, and Charlotte is like a pretty realistic option. Um, barring anything too, too crazy. Um, I think those seem pretty safe there. But um, Nando saying not wanting to happen. What if they had someone like you know, Nikki Bell on Rumble? No, it's I get I don't think any of this prizes are gonna win. Like that's pretty rare. Uh, usually they're there just kind of for the, the nostalgia pop. Mickey is a little different because the impact champion, but especially because. She's an impact champion. Like, that's just more of the the cross pro- promotional thing. Where I the bar is so low for me. I'm like she'll be in the match, she'll probably look great as always. And then, then she'll get eliminated, and I'll be that. Um, I'm not expecting this to really go too much beyond just the rumble. If I'm wrong, great, but I don't do not want to get my hopes up because it's not a good time. Um, but no, a lot of moving parts where and with this one, we already know a lot of the surprises what with the safe. Prediction that we'll get more Um, on the men's side of things. We're going to talk about that a little bit because that definitely played a part tonight where uh, obviously, as we found out on Friday night, Seth Rollins of Monday Night Raw will be facing Roman Reigns uh, officially now. They made it quite official tonight at the Rumble for the Universal Championship. So speaking of cross promotional things there, even though it's the same company, different brands. uh, So Rollins Reigns for the Rumble coming out day one With Rollins, uh, you know, Reportedly, was was supposed to walk out the title, he did not. But now, at least some reports take take it with a grain of salt, suggesting that we could see Rollins win the world title here. Um, which would be very surprising to me, but anything could happen. And coming out of this, you know, with that in mind, I should say, coming tonight, cut a promo saying, you know, there, there are three things that are certain life death, taxes. And Seth Rollins beating Roman Reigns every single time. Cut a promo was pretty good. At least I was glad they gave it some time on Raw to build it up. Because we only have, I think, two weeks now, roughly, to the Rumble. So, you know, they got to kind of get going here. And they did, at least on the on Raw side of things. Biggie interrupts and says, all right, you know, you got your shot at Roman. But I'm going to win the Rumble and beat you as I intended to anyway. So that is now, you know, at least kind of the, the, the seeds have been planted for that. Um, and then we gave away what could easily have been, or could could still be, the, the WrestleMania, if not the main event, like a, a, a high-profile match for free on Raw, Biggie and Seth Rollins. It was an awesome match, as, as DJ was saying. It was a very, very good match. I liked it a lot, but it didn't even happen tonight. They could have easily just had him confront, even to save for next week. like You, you just know they're going to run it back again. Uh, you knew as, as good as the match was, Rollins was going to win, because he is facing Roman. You need to, to give him a win. Um So I, in that sense, I felt bad for Biggie as good as the match was, but uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting that, you know, Rollins will be facing Reigns and you think of, again, all these moving parts. You've got Lesnar, Reigns, now Rollins, and and he's will on SmackDown this week to confront Reigns. Um, I'm not sure how the chips are all going to fall, but it's interesting. But again, it begs the question, why is there a brand split? Like, what are we doing? And again, I think uh, part of the speculation about the, the title versus title thing with uh, Reigns and Lesnar of WrestleMania is like maybe they are going to unify the titles and we'll see some drastic shake in that sense. It's possible at this point we are seeing more, you know, I'll say softening of an already pretty um, lenient brand split at times. So, John, what do you think about this with Big and Rollins? And now, uh, as we officially know, it will be Rollins and Reigns on the SmackDown side of things for the Royal Rumble.
1: Rollins and Biggie are working really well together and as you said, they could kind of be a high profile feud that would work uh, in, in a multiple not it doesn't necessarily have to be even for a title. There are just so many ways that they could make this uh, successful feud. And tonight could have been a teaser for that and maybe uh, I don't want to say a trial but like a you know just like a test run to see yeah. how good are they in the ring? what is the reaction? What does the, the public public say about this? Um, you know, two longtime rivals, uh, this could, like I said, be <sighs> regarding the brand split thing. Um, I think Rollins was kind of brought in because of the injuries over on SmackDown. Maybe Drew was going to be that guy. Maybe they were going to kind of speed that along, but obviously that's, that's not what's going to happen now. So I don't know with these rumors that Rollins could win. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to process like why why would he (laughs) win like i don't understand after all this why would he be the one but i don't know maybe no i I agree i I saw those
0: reports kind of come out um i think it was uh, over the weekend maybe maybe or even earlier today but i saw some of those headlines and some some of the reports not saying they're accurate or not saying that's going to happen i'm saying that that those reports are out there so i saw them i was like that wouldn't make a lot of sense. Like, after this this long reign where, where Roman has beaten, he beat Brock with, with help from the USOs. He beat John Cena. He beat Edge. He beat Dan O'Brien. He beat all these people. And you're telling me he's going to lose to Seth Rollins? Like, I'm no knock on Rollins, but like, that's, I don't know if that's it. It's especially like what could be a, a transition run heading to WrestleMania. Like, I don't know about that. And that's just saying that Seth won't beat Roman. I mean, I have to think, but like again, these, these reports are out there. Uh, but I definitely agree with Eddie. I, even Johnny mentioned this might have been kind of a, a pivot from what they had planned doing do, do injuries and everything um, where he's saying the history is there. it's gonna be it should be good. So the Rowins supposedly supposedly winning again, I don't, I don't know about that, but because it could happen, could happen. Um, and again, likewise here Steven saying uh, hoping that hoping for Biggie, but it should be a good match with Seth and Roman there um nesha uh well maybe longer term here saying sadly roman's not to lose until he faces the rock i mean as far as we know that won't be until like next WrestleMania, yeah, so that is a long way away so i don't know about that if we're already seeing kind of some you know some whispers that 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 this time might be coming uh but if you ask if you ask me personally today i i, I have to think it's not going to be stuff the rumble and if i'm wrong oh boy because like again I don't, I don't know if that's the best option there but um DJ maybe a little more heated, saying having Rollins beating Roman is like having like saying it will be Ivar. They should have had Cesaro against Roman at least in this spot. I think I think he means for the Rumble. I mean, yeah, but he's already beaten Roman. Where it's been there, done that kind of thing. Whereas at least with Rollins, like he hasn't faced the Tribal Chief, so that's it's new and different, and you have the history as well. So as kind of a temporary thing, I'm pretty happy with it, and I can't, can't complain too much. But. Um, no it should be interesting I'm, I'm hopeful maybe we'll see roman appear next week or the week after that as a uh, they go home kind of thing but um can't play much with that one and again going to be interesting and in a way it's it's unpredictable it's like i don't think that Roman's gonna win but that little nugget is like but what if he does because that's what we're hearing so i'm looking forward to seeing how it goes to do they do have that history and i'm looking forward to seeing how it unfolds and as i was mentioning earlier here uh, eddie pointing out if roman loses he could easily enter the Rumble, Rumble and win it. Could see that happening as well. That way he could, you know, officially earn a shot at Brock. Yeah, I don't think that, that would make sense. That's something that could happen. Um, again, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that could happen. And there are a lot of options of, in terms of ways that this could all unfold there. Um, speaking of which, the at least people that will be in the Rumble, we saw a six-minute tag team match. It was Damian Priest and the Street Profits against the Dirty Dogs and Apollo Crews. Good match. Got some time. Dolph Ziggler pinned Angelo Dawkins, and I didn't think that made the most sense. I was like, "You just," or I think it came after the tag title match, um, or at least it was on the same show. It's like if you're gonna have the his heels win the titles, you'd want to build up face teams. And they had Ziggler pin Angelo Dawkins in the tag team position, where you really don't have a lot of depth in the first place. Not saying that any any teams can win any at any given time, and it was a six, six man, but still, it's like. I feel like the Street Profits, Street Profits have taken a couple of losses lately, which isn't great. Because um, again, I think that you'd want to build them up uh, as a short-term contender uh, for the now-heal champions. And someone said earlier uh, that they expected the Street Profits. I think it was Natasha that the, 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 the Street expected the Street Profits to uh, to, to dethrone Bro in the first place, and they didn't. But maybe we'll see them beat the, uh, the Alpha Academy at some point soon. Um, but at the very least tonight, they were getting the win here. DJ is saying they go with another push. Wow, just wow. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's all say what you will, but he's hanging in there, and he's picking up wins here pretty regularly, uh, or if not regularly, you know, semi-frequently here on Raw. I don't know. This felt just kind of like a a spotlight match for the Rumble. These six men will be in the Rumble, I believe. So um, not thinking any one of them is going to win. It was was a good way to get all six guys on the show, and that's all I got on that one. Like,
1: I yeah, just, I mean, you know, it, it, it felt like filler for me. I don't really have any additional comments to add. It was, it was what it was. It was just kind of there. six men getting them on the show. You know, nothing special, really.
0: Something that was not filler was AJ Styles versus Austin Theory. Good match. You know, kind of a, a past versus present or future kind of thing with Styles being the former WWE champion, Theory being Vince McMahon's kind of like hand-picked future star thought that it, was good, it was a good match from what we saw. You know, there's one early exchange where Styles kind of rolled the outside and Theory hit this, like, somersault drop that goes very, very smooth, and then Theory said, I'm the phenomenal one. Like, oh, that was, that was pretty fun. Uh, and then before too long, Grayson Waller of NXT comes out and attacks AJ Styles to force the DQ, and I thought, wow, they're, they're plugging NXT on Raw, John, and it wasn't the first time we saw Waller appear on, on Raw a couple weeks ago, but... I was like, hey, look at that. That's pretty neat. They're actually like kind of building up NXT here because we do know that Styles will face Waller uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, on NXT. So, cool. Like, yeah, I got a show the following night. You know that Styles is going to have this match. We've already had Waller on the show. This makes sense. I like it. Um, Styles makes a win by DQ. Uh, Theory didn't take the pin, so no complaints here. I thought it was just a, a win-win for me
1: yeah i mean having waller on there to kind of expose him to the audience is i guess a good thing but we're not really sure how much of the uh raw audience even watches nxt so i mean having him exposed it's not bad but i mean like the ratings only indicate a percentage of the raw audience that watches the show uh you know a lot of commercials in this match kind of felt like filler to me too more of a promotion for tomorrow i don't really know
0: yeah. But for those, like, for the people that do watch NXT, I thought it was kind of a cool, like, oh, hey, you know, the nice kind of, I don't know, I, I really like the, when when they play with all the, the toys in the toolbox, so like, oh, we've got, you know, not just Rollins, SmackDown with uh, Rollins and Reigns, but, like, we've got NXT, even with 2.0, you know, it is still, the if not the third brand, like, it is a brand so and you know that Waller is there so I thought it made sense I liked it and added a little more heat for, for their match tomorrow uh, and that's just saying that Waller better lose I have to think that he will but again especially if I see these days they're really trying to really uh, rapidly push some of these guys um, guys like Waller guys like Braun Breaker obviously so I think there is a fairly decent chance that he could pull off an upset somehow um by my my money would be on styles but i think it'll be a good match it'll be good showing for a while we're there uh did thing of course while shows so up to ruin a good match i mean i thought it was pretty fun like it just it was a good match up in, until that point um and i hope to see that as much as i knock rematches i would be happy to see uh wall uh, sorry styles and theory actually get a match because i thought it was pretty good from what we saw um going with the bold, bold prediction saying that we'll see austin be the iron man in the rumble I don't know about the iron man i think he could have a nice performance i think he could kind of be one of those um sneaky guys that kind of last long and you know gets a couple of nations you know nothing too too crazy but um it's always interesting to think about who could be the iron man they're obviously more more crazy impressions it's not gonna be someone like reggie who we saw at night reggie for some reason john um has stumbled into a feud with almost almost was backstage uh, he stumbled, literally stumbled into Reggie. Dana broke the twenty-four-seven champion when they were evading Akira Toriyama, Arshuuth, and Tamina, and Almost, for whatever reason, picked up Reggie and held him against the wall. Dana said, "Put him down," and Almost said, "Make me," <laughs> and he didn't. And then he said, "You know, oh, you used to see, you used to see what I'm doing next week." So it sounds like we're getting Almost versus Reggie next week. I'm like. This is John, that was the only thing they set up for next week. I'm like, what, what, who, why What? <laughs> why? You go from diffuse uh, VT Styles to Red He VT.
1: looked he looked as dominant as he ever has tonight, but it's easy to do when you put him in the ring with like a walking stick figure, which is pretty much what they did. Um squash match
0: against their, like, Yeah, whenever
1: you try to make somebody win a squash match, you always put them with somebody that's, like, really small and, like, lanky and whatever. And, of course, that's what they did tonight. I like to see almost go against big guys. Like, I'm not saying bring in Odyssey Jones, but somebody like Odyssey Jones, bring in and have almost squash them. Bring back the great Kali. Have squash <laughs> him. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I at the very least, I agree that, like, at least for me, you know, squash matches in the first place – you know, WWE, like, I just don't think they need to do it. Like if that's kind of what you have to, if that's what you're resorting to, it's like, I just don't think that's the, it's, it's the best look. As, I mean, on a three hour show, I think you can get away with it because otherwise they, they just kill so much time anyway. But we'll talk about the Edge uh, and mid segment where they literally had both guys throw the video packages during the segment. Um, as we talk about all the time that they just love to fill time however they can. so. You know, for, you know, a meaningless kind of two-minute thing, it's fine on a three-hour show, but it doesn't mean I was entertained. I was like, okay, almost. Yeah, he looked dominant. Of course he did. Like, was, as you said, John, this is a lanky lanky dude. Uh, but looking forward here, it was a win. He looked dominant. He could dominate, as I was saying, uh, is saying, at the Rumble here. He could potentially eliminate the most people at Royal Rumble. I don't have to think so. He's probably going you know, to just chuck people over the ropes left, left and right. I imagine he'll easily eliminate Reggie, Kiritzawa, a couple of those kind of guys. Um, so a lot of good performance there. Uh, maybe it's like kind of a, a breakout kind of thing, but yes, most definitely. Steven saying hate to be Reggie next week, see we will be facing seemingly uh, facing almost, and what will likely be pretty much a repeat of what, what we saw tonight. And Stephen saying if Reggie's smart, he should run. Um, yeah, I, I found a way this was the only thing they, they uh, actually set up for next week, whereas lately they've been pretty good about setting up some things a little more um, specifically you know, week to week of like, oh, this is going to happen next week, or you can at least clearly predict it. Um, so, yeah, we saw a bunch of uh, references to, to Philadelphia and, uh, and local culture here. DJ, wondering if we're uh, or Geno's states guys. Man... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like Dana Brooke had a cheesesteak and she didn't try it. Um, cause I'm almost, I, or, or the, the, our uh, true from whatever ruined it. All right. Um, I'm not from Philly. I've been there probably like less than five times total. I don't think I've been to either one. Um, I'm, a, am a chicken cheesesteak kind of guy in the first place. Like I, I'm, I just, I take the, the, the easy way out on that one. Um, I don't know, DJ. If, if you have a preference, let me know. But like, I, I haven't tried either, so I can't even say. But we we heard a bunch of references tonight for the for the cheap uh, hometown pop. Edge was talking about city of brotherly love and a bunch of references to Philly and 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 all. The, on the flip side, some of the heels insulting Philly, Miz called it filthy Delphia. and uh, Rollins said he wanted to fight a biggie. Initially said he wanted to fight Biggie in a, in a better town. Very very t- typical stuff. But like, all right. Uh, but speaking of which edge had a special edition of the cutting edge with beth phoenix and john things got a little spicy edge was saying that beth has like the kind of the thighs like a like crush i think he said like wands or, or something and then edge or sorry beth was like um oh they're they're gonna get a little little uh, little flirty and, and i saw someone joke like oh we're gonna see edge of another live sex celebration it's like we all thought it we all thought it um but for the two sakes the gino's guy Enjoy the Genos. Enjoy the Genos. Because, again, we started all these references to Philly tonight. Uh, but, no, things got a little heated with uh, Edge and Beth in a, in, a, in a romantic kind of way here. Um, fine. I tweeted about it. I was like, seeing Edge and Beth flirt like that, it, it made me feel like the kind of way that you do when you watch, like, your parents. Like, you know, like, you know, so, yeah, it's oh, fucking it, yeah. kind of weird to me. It's like, I, I watched Edge when I was a kid. And, like, you know, it was, like, my hero when I was a kid. And I was, like, talking about his wife's thighs. So I'm like, ugh. Like, I don't know, man. Um, thankfully, thankfully, Ms. Ms. Emerys came out and interrupted it before it could get too too spicy. Uh, and, and Ms. is in salty Philadelphia and he was saying um that he had edge beat and he it was very much what we saw last week. he was like, oh, what kind of guy would have his wife fight his battles? Even and obviously the joke, that's exactly what he did at day one and in the weeks leading up to it, hardy har har. Um setting up this match beth saying that she she would easily smash or or wreck maurice um and you know if maurice was too chicken that should be wasn't happy to to you know punch mrs teeth in and then Miz was trying to hype maurice up and maurice literally walked away as he was talking i thought it was kind of fun but overall i feel like this feud has kind of like it's definitely lost some steam even even since day one like they, they had a brief kind of boost from bringing beth in but I guess again, kind of goes like thing about the explicit thing. was hoping for more. I'm not really complaining about what they're doing, but especially with this, it was more of a repeat from last week. So it feels like this, this should be better than it is, at least for me.
1: Uh, I'm fine with it right now. I think it's been uh, progressing at a pretty entertaining pace, and I'm interested to see how they integrate the kind of Maurice not wanting to fight really into this match with Beth obviously wanting to fight. So like, will they have Beth and Miz go at it? Like, how will that all work? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Edge and Beth will probably win. And I'm more convinced that this is a one-off for Beth. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've
0: not to me, they haven't really done anything that's maybe like lean either way, but it's not like she's, made any reference to wanting to face anybody else. Like this does seem kind of pretty limited to like, Oh, uh, I'm, I'm teaming up with edge and that's kind of it. And it could be more, but where they haven't really firmly made any tease anyway. Um, The ways we talked about last week, I think there there are opportunities that she could have other matches, but for now this does seem to be a bit of a one-off and if so, that's fine. I think it's like, it's a fun story, like as it is, uh, again, I was hoping for a little more. They do have some time to heat up, and hopefully, they do because it could be even better. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I just, again, yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of cool. Um, mixed tag match between you know four very renowned stars. So. You know, hopefully, a little more. Brian says he's playing for the grit team of Edge and Beth Phoenix, but then there's the it couple or the it team of Miz and Maurice here. Richard's saying it's a no brainer, Edge and Beth will win. Um, we got a couple comments about maybe some uh, in, uh intergender wrestling here with Nash saying she wants to see Beth versus Miz next week. Um, Steven agreeing as well, saying he bets that Be- uh, bets that Beth will give him a good match. Eh, I mean, they they could do they could do a story of like having Beth versus Miz for like a minute and then having shenanigans andians derail it pretty quickly. Could happen. We've seen crazy crazy things happen in that sense, but uh, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I would firmly agree it's probably going to be Edge and Beth, and that's I think that's the right call. If you're going to bring her back, have her win and have have a nice kind of storybook moment like that. So you know, and then as we said last week, hopefully that'll kind of. Uh segue into Edge doing bigger and better things here. Uh so circle so back to the rumble before we wrap up here. Uh Eddie's wondering about maybe again talking about this forbidden door kind of things, um, in terms of crossovers and in people from the outside. Um, he's guessing Chris Jericho, or my personal favorite Matt Cardona. Um now we t- I talked about this with, with Robert earlier today, and you know, other people kind of here and there. Uh oddly enough, Chris Jericho feels like an actually realistic one because for me the the only reason I say that is because he was on the broken school session show on on the network uh last year at some point I think it was like maybe April or so. Um so ironically that feels like a pretty fair prediction and that that he's on paper he's a surefire W Hall of Famer. Uh he was with the company for a long, long time, enjoyed a lot of success. Yeah, him going to AW probably like really hurt the relationship with vince and things like that but we've seen crazy things happen in terms of people coming back years later so i think that's fair a guy like matt cardona could be but i'm, I'm a big fan of him so on a way in a way i'd love to see that but to me he's doing such great stuff like elsewhere that he doesn't even need to and like well i wouldn't even like really want to see him come back and just get kind of unsurprisingly eliminated although I will say it seems like it'd be cool if Cardinal comes back with his old his old theme song because I used to love the theme song um, when he was that grinder. I've seen some people predicting Moose, the Impact World Champion. Obviously, you've got uh, Mickey James, the Knockouts Champion, there uh, coming for the women's uh, women's rumble. So, it could happen. Wait, I feel, let's get weird, you know. I just, I was saying maybe it could, it could be Brian Danielson. Obviously, Brie Bella will be in the, the women's rumble. So, it could happen. But I have to think it's not going to be anybody at the top level in AEW. because that'd just be like mind-blowingly like you know wow forbidden door to the extreme and for wwe i'm like i don't think it's going to be anything too too crazy again if i'm wrong cool like let's get crazy but i'm I'm trying to keep the bar low for myself because like i don't want to get my hopes up um uh, so i think dj asked earlier you know if we might see some of the people that got released come back for this I mean, ironically, they released a lot of, like, pretty big names over the last year. I don't think it'd be anybody they released in, like, November or anything, but maybe from some of the earlier rounds, maybe. Um, I don't know. I I like to think we're going to see some surprises, and I don't know exactly what level that's going to be yet. But, John, do you have any kind of picks off the top of your head of, like, what we might wind up seeing uh, for the men's side of things here in terms of anything that might come off the wall?
1: CM Punk. <laughs> I yeah. had to say it. Yeah. I had to say it to see what you would, your reaction would be. Nah, uh, I, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get anything like that. I think it's just an idea they're floating around. I don't think it will actually happen. Uh, if it was anybody, it might be like not even anybody that's been in like another company. Like for example, why don't we just say Bray Wyatt because you know he, he's technically a free agent. He hasn't been anywhere else. But uh, I, I, I don't think we're gonna get anybody. But I do want to talk briefly about who. My current favorites are on the men's side. Um, The men's side is so hard to predict right now. Literally very, very hard compared to recent years. Uh, It it was hard for me to even consider one or two names in particular that stick out considering the other two championship matches we're going to see, who's going to win, who's going to lose, who's going to end up in the Rumble. So just based off of what I've seen, Biggie has to be probably one of the favorites. I don't like that. I don't want him to win, but he just strikes me as somewhere that's going to be there in the end. Now, as far as the other one, I would like to see somebody like an AJ Styles or a Cesaro come in and win and really be an underdog story remember a few years ago when Orton won. I think it was in 16, and nobody expected that at all, and he won. Uh, and then, of course, we had um, – uh, well, Nakamura was obvious back in 18. I mean, I, I predicted that like weeks before. And then um, who was it? who won the year after – Not was that when McIntyre won, which was kind of pretty obvious? The point of the story is it, it's obvious most of the time. This year is not the case, um, at least on the men's side.
0: Uh Steven's agreeing that uh, he's picking AJ. He only needs a push. I would agree. I'll, I'll never complain with AJ getting a push. And I think, especially lately, he's been doing great work with some of the younger guys. I think he, if you could, you could easily kind of heat him up and give him a nice run, um, as you said, kind of in the <laughs> underdog sense. Uh, oh gosh, That is the hardest thing. Imagine if Johnny Knoxville wins, the <laughs> roof will explode. The will explode. People, people, are gonna be mad. Like nobody.
1: If, if if there's there's no way, there is no way that even Johnny Knoxville is even going to be in this match at the end, let alone win the damn thing. There are, no. I just think it ruins it. If you have like, obviously you have two matches earlier in the night. We think earlier in the night, who knows what the main event's going to be. We assume this, but you have Lesnar, Bobby, Roman, Seth, all four of those guys in singles matches, all four of them realistically could also win the rumble if they lose, or even if they win. I mean, who knows? Who's to say Reigns doesn't defend against Rollins win and then show up in the Rumble anyway and win the Rumble and then challenge Lesnar, and then you have your title versus title match with the Rumble winner? I mean, that could happen. Could happen. That could happen too, yeah. Uh,
0: Steven saying, imagine the pop of Orton wins. I mean, would be great. I don't see it happening. I, I, again, I'm not trying to put like, <laughs> no myself into a corner, but yeah. I think it's going to be like Vidal and Orton and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of Reigns. I think that would make sense. And that's just saying Knoxville wins, we riot. Uh Richard pointing out with Biggie, the crowd's not gonna pop for him. Um especially. Yeah, the you know. crowd's
1: not gonna pop for Big E. Of course they're not. They'll pop for Kofi, not for Big E. That's
0: fair. Uh Diva's saying the, the men's side depends on where they put the the men's title match. If Brock was he's in the Rumble, Reigns vice versa. Well, I think, well, I think both well. of these
1: matches are gonna be before. I think the men's rumble match will probably main event the show. Yeah,
0: I think I think that's um, I mean the women did in
1: the women did in um back in twenty eighteen in, in well, Philadelphia. That was the first one, right? Yeah. And that was I, I the think, first one, yeah. I think
0: they usually have uh by and large the men's main event other, other than a special case like that. But uh Nando's saying it could be Braun Breaker, at least oh, I don't boy. Know, winning, but I think I think he'll enter it. I think he'll enter it, you know. And then well, I forgot to mention women. <laughs> I expect Raquel Gonzalez to enter. Um but I, it's hard Ron to think, Rousey. Really, uh, who knows man think weird things would happen <laughs> uh, i saying pick a final four that's even harder like i can i can like kind of go off like who could win like we after final four it's like i would say like brock slash roman biggie it's tough last year i was sitting there's there and always
1: like, an underdog in there that everybody wants to win but doesn't win like wasn't it wasn't like jeff hardy was in the last year everybody's like oh jeff yeah. hardy's gonna win and then, of course he didn't win but
0: uh speaking of a couple picks for Tommaso Ciampa. He's been working dark matches and main event tonight. he was on the main event tape explorer alert. Um so we could see Tommaso Ciampa in the in the Rumble. I don't think he's gonna win, but it could show up there. But no, picking the final four is even harder because like it's how the map's gonna how, how it's gonna shake out. Uh, but for the winner, it's hard because last year I was like, oh, you know, I could I really want to see a Biggie get that like that Drew McIntyre style push from 2020 of like shooting straight to the top. This year, like we're or uh, the last couple months we already saw Biggie get that. Uh, that at least brief run, I wouldn't, you know, I, I love Biggie. I, 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 I'm I, not saying I don't want to see him win, but like, if you're gonna do that redemption story, like, I feel like that they should draw it out a little more. Um, oh, it's tough, it's tough, man. Um, Drew sure another. We'll we'll
1: I'm sure we'll have another update and more predictions next Monday after Raw. There's only two Raws until the show next week in Tulsa. Usually-
0: usually they make it a little easier to pick as you get closer like who's getting momentum who's really they they make it pretty obvious even if it's a, if it's like a red herring of like oh we're more heating this person up or they're not going to win they at least kind of like you know make it seem possible if not probable and then if, if they go another way whatever but at this point it feels like a lot of people are on common ground other than kind of like a rain slash lesnar going for the title yeah. thing or anything crazy like that but should be interesting it'll be good we've got some more time to go here but john overall here um, all things being said, what did you think about Raw night with the the title change
1: now and everything in between? Uh, I will go with uh, a seven tonight, an average seven. With Why not higher um, or lower? Well, I thought it was average. I thought it was okay, but you know, the build to the Rumble is obviously the mat. The match card is already one of the best in quite some time. I think uh, this is going to possibly top SummerSlam in Vegas from last year, as far as the matches and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm going to go with the seven and then to end, I'm also going to go with uh, currently I'm going to say if I, if I have to pick just one, I'm going to say Bailey is winning the women's rumble. And, uh, oh man, I'm going to have to think that Roman Reigns has to, is going to win the guy. And I know that's like, crazy to say right now but I I simply don't have another guess right now so I'm gonna have to go with him
0: for raw for me I'll go for a 7.1 was not bad by any means um and as I said even the things I didn't really care for would or or wanted more from with with the bliss stuff and things like that uh left me kind of hopeful for the the future direction um, the title change was shocking, but I thought it was a good match. And, and, you know, I'm curious to see where that goes. So nothing was like offensively bad. So, I you feel know, like a 7.1 is warranted. Nashua giving an eight. Steven James with a seven. Richard Weaver going with a lower with a 6.5. Nashua uh, uh, explaining with Alexa turning gives him an eight there. Laura with a 7.3. Brian Everett saying 6.5. Noting that overall raw was competing with the national title game tonight. So, um definitely will be interesting to see how that impacts you tomorrow but he says the woman's match in the main event was really good uh nando is giving it 6.7 ducks Commentary giving us 7.4 so you know seemingly average or it's going to be slightly above average by and large dj down with a, with a six tonight saying uh picking liv and jay uso
1: oh boy the rumble there <laughs>
0: um
1: Okay, Colin, you got to go before well, to end it here. You got to you have to pick just one. You only I, pick one.
0: On I got to go Bailey. And now I'm I'm suddenly sold on Roman Reigns cuz Hey, we
1: we're, we're in agreement. Look at that. We both think Bailey and we both think Roman Reigns as of now. That it just it just makes too much sense to have Rollins somehow win the title whether it be Heyman or somebody screwing him over. And then ro- ro- here comes Roman at number 30. He wins. And then right after he says, Brock, I want you. And then right. boom, there you go. And so. like I said, even if he does win, even if he does win, he could still do this anyway okay. and say, I want both titles. So Because otherwise
0: I just, I don't see anybody. In right oh, okay. I wonder, well, I'm i not trying to like strongly disagree. I, I respectfully disagree with DJ earlier. Hold the phone, Steven. I, I talked about this last week. Okay. When Raw gives you something to have fun with, you've got to cling to it for dear life, because otherwise this show can be rough. So for me, I so dearly love everything about the Veer promos. Some Song Have a Fight were reported, um, to, you know, take with it as you will, that and there are no they had at least as of a couple weeks ago, there were no plans for Veer, and WWE was at least somewhat aware of the comedic nature of these vignettes. That's hilarious. So they are, they are playing these vignettes of the fact the Veer is coming. The Veer can't stop coming. The Veer is always coming. The poor man has, well, just can't come. It's always coming. That's, that's hilarious to me. I love it. I love it so much. And no, we had not seen any vignettes tonight. And I was a little sad because I, I talked about it last week. I love seeing the wrestling Twitterverse unite. It is how freaking funny this is because to me, it's just it's, it's so good. It's so good. All the all the memes and the jokes about it. Like it's a beautiful thing when the wrestling chain. Association...
1: I, ice cold veer.
0: Very good. That's a very good nando. But man, I I hope you know. I hope Veer gets to come eventually because the poor man just has not come yet. And that. That's, oh that's god,
1: now fun. Sean fear the veer.
0: Fear the veer. Well, I'll fear the veer if he's in the rumble. Maybe the maybe he'll have an almost like performance. We're gonna see what happens with that. But that's a couple weeks away. John, you and I will be back here. Tonight, now it's too officially Tuesday. Tonight on uh, the NXT Post Show, talking all things NXT 2.0. Otherwise, uh, Dominic and Marcus, the two WWE dudes on the Rampage, page, had a new episode tonight talking about all things AEW. Otherwise, we have gathered constantly a great stream of interviews, constantly coming. At you guys, uh, last week my interview with uh, Macadona. we talked with him earlier. Went up. Make sure. Check that one out. He explained why he's the cockroach of the wrestling business, among many other wonderful quotes. Can't recommend that one enough if you're a fan of Macadona, Zack Ryder, Impact, GCW, NWA, any of that stuff. The man is so busy. Check it out. He's doing a lot of great stuff. All these things and more. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed um, Jonah, former Nose Bronson Reed. So, so much great stuff. All these things and more Come at you or already available on all of our platforms, about like Spotify, YouTube, podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Now that said... Yet again, everybody, we appreciate you listening. We're talking all things raw. we will rumble going off here. Uh, it's a fun time with the rumble. It's, uh, as we were saying, it, it's unpredictable. It's a good time. You don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, we're going to have to let it play out, and that's not, all, not always the best thing to do, but it's all we can do because we have no it's idea what's going to It's time of the
1: year where you count from 10 to 1 56 times.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. It's a fun time. Uh, we'll be here every step of the way here across the zone. But with that being said, we appreciate you so much for listening, so much for your support. Always the means to the world. I appreciate it so very much. But with that being said, John, the wall is a terrifying place, but we try to escape it here by doing one thing above all others. And can you tell me what that is? Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.